It's the Finnish football show. Welcome back after the craziness of the Euros. The Finnish football show team was uh, crazy busy representing Finland across the world's media. You may have noticed. Crazy tired after staying up until 1am watching too many games of football. And it's been crazy hot, at least here in Finland. I think, Rich, it's been crazy wet over there. It's been moist. It's not been hot at all. It's we've been looking at Finland, look at the tropical temperatures in some jealousy, to be honest. Here, it's not been. Uh, I think summer's over here already. It's nice to calm down and return to a little bit of uh, of normality. Um, it's just Rich and I tonight. Uh, Mark H is stuck at the office, working hard because lots of people took holiday. Lots of people like Keke, who's not here today because he took a holiday, but we'll let him off. He's a, he's a hard-working boy. He's on, he's on a gondola in Maida Vale, I think, he's singing <laughs> the Just One Cornetto song. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a part of London I really don't know very well around that sort of Little Venice area, so it'd be interesting to, uh, to see if he shares a few pictures with us. Um, but Rich and I are going to look back at the recent... European action for uh, Hojiko Helsinki, Cup uh, Scorpio, Interturku and Honka. We're going to look forward to uh, upcoming ties also, sorry, for Hojiko and Cups, and, um, and then reflect on a comment from Yoni Kalko in our recent episode about transfers to Brexit Britain, which seems to have started to have an effect for Finnish players. Um, we're going to look back at the last month of Vekas League action, which has given us a, a league table that is uh, tight at both ends. Who uh, misses? We've also had word reach us that Hulkiat and Liverpool legend Sammy Hupia has listened to the Finnish football show. If you're listening to this episode, Sammy, I'd love to invite you on the show and, uh, and have a conversation with you like we did with, uh, with Yoni Kalko. Let's see where that leads to. But, Rich, if you're ready, the referee's about to blow his whistle. Let's go. Let's go for the first the first half of the show and look at the uh, the European club competitions. Maybe we can take this team team by team. So we'll look at Hoyikor, then look at um, Inter, Honka, and then we'll finish on Coupes because they're also still going in the competition. Uh, for those that haven't followed closely, um, in the Champions League first qualifying round, Hoyiko uh, won their two rounds against Bukonost Podgorica in uh, uh, a 3-1 in the first leg at home and then 4-0 in the away leg. Um, they then played Malmo. Uh, they lost the first leg 2-1 before getting a decent 2-2 draw, narrowly going out. But it's not all over for them, Rich, is it? Uh, well, no, because the way the UF competitions work is that you can get knocked out several times um, and keep the teams interested. So Hoyiko, they, they were really good in the first round. Um, it's hard to gauge teams from other countries, and, and I can't say I ever watch any Montenegrin football, but they, I mean, they were very convincing in that tie. Uh, against Malmo, they, they, they looked, I would say, equal, but they certainly performed well. Uh, and the second leg, I think they were quite unlucky. Um, a 2-2 two, two 
you know, there, there was a decent attendance there and they, they played well, but I think it was just one of those that on the, on the, over the 180 minutes or so, Malmo proved the strong and, and as they've gone through the next round and, and knocked Glasgow Rangers out, but um, Oikov have dropped into the Europa League now. So in, um, they're in the in, third qualifying round, aren't they at the moment? Yeah. So they're, they're in the third qualifying round and um it's one of these where if they win, they go through to the playoff round. If they lose, they drop again. Into the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, we're used to the idea of teams at different stages of the Champions League dropping down to the Europa mm-hmm. League. So it kind of makes sense that they might drop from the Europa League to the conference. But for, for a team to get sort of three bites, at a, a sort of slightly smaller cherry each time seems... A bit much. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're certainly making making the most of it, to be honest. Um, the, the system is strange in, in what it allows them to do. Um, and in the, uh, they played... Oh, my memory's gone. Who did they play? Uh, in the Europa League. Uh, Nefti yeah. from, oh, Nefti Nefti from yes, yeah. Azerbaijan. Um, so they um, are playing the second leg again this week. Um, and... To be honest, it's a decent setup for them. I think if they win this tie, because it's one all two two on aggregate, um, two two they two two they go through to play Fenerbahce in the playoff round of the Europa League, um, and if they lose, I think they play either Maccabi Haifa or someone else um, mm. in in the Conference League. So there's always every draw is so conditional now. Um, Hoiko have have done better in Europe this season than they have done for a bit, to be honest. I mean, they didn't play till last year, but um, over the years, you know, that being the supposedly the flag bearer, the, the biggest Finnish club in, in many ways, but um, they've actually looked fairly decent at times, you know, their, their streets ahead in, in the Veikhaus Liga. And um, they their kind of goal at the start of the campaign was to be in a group stage of either of the competitions. Um, at this stage, that's still not guaranteed. They still need to win a two-legged tie. So if they get through this round against the, the team from Azerbaijan, um, they'll be at least guaranteed group stage of the Conference League, right? which okay. is okay. decent income, six games. You know, you probably get a half-decent team from one of the big leagues in there as well. So um, th- there's still a lot to play for. Um, they've strengthened their squad a lot. They've already earned quite a bit of money just from playing in game so far so for them it's gone quite well um, what, what we yeah. what we should say is that you're you're sounding a bit husky today and you were explaining to me before we started that you're you're recovering from being unwell and that your memory's been going a bit which is a bit of a shame because you're the one who's got the knowledge of what's been going on in Europe I I kind of zoned out a little bit from uh, from football after the Euros uh, you're right yeah, yeah, I, I I contracted COVID at the Euro 2020 final, and um, after that, I've been a bit unwell. Like the COVID's gone, and I've had some issues. So, um, yeah, mostly <laughs> memory loss, which for me is quite difficult. And then, uh, yeah, I I would struggle to get into the cups team with my level of fitness at the moment. Unfortunately. So. Um, well, then I'll, I'm here to hopefully prompt you as we Ooh. as we go along, um, <laughs> and. FC Inter were were starting. So Inter, Honka and Coops were starting in the conference from the beginning for, for the first time. Obviously, it's the first year of the 
Europa Conference and uh, Inter played uh, Pushkas Academia from uh, Hungary, um, drawing 1-1 at home, but, but going down 2-0 away. And uh, they dropped from the Europa Conference League into the Veikhaus League, I understand. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're, they're, some of their recent form has been pretty sketchy as well. But um, yeah, they that was disappointing. I mean, I guess Hungary, their, their league is fairly strong you know in these rounds in in previous incarnations anyway so um it, it was a shame i mean it was one of the i mean i think that that club is there's some issues that it's kind of either funded or, or by the 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 prime minister of hungary it's kind of that's his they come from the town where he's from it's a very small town it's not in budapest but um and their stadium is very ornate thing that's sort of marvels of architecture but um yeah inter went out of the first round again and um, and Honko got through the first round, and um, they ended up playing in the second round against a team from Slovenia, uh, Domzale, I think it was. And they played the second leg at the Bolt Arena in Helsinki, and they kind of, I mean, they had a good result. I think it was one one away in the first leg. Obviously, this year away goals don't exist now either. That was the first year they got rid of that. Um, but yes, yeah, so they've gone back to the to do their inverted commas home leg. And um, they had very few fans turned up. And I think from, from what I saw, I didn't I only saw the very brief highlights. And from what I've read, they kind of went down really without much of a fight, which is a bit of a shame. I think they, they just didn't really turn up on the day. So it's a bit of a shame because it, it would have been nice to have, you know, another Finnish team flying the flag. And to be honest, in this year and last year, it's always been Cups. Yeah, they... they... Uh, played NSI from Faroe Islands in the first round, winning 3-1 on aggregate. And then, like you say, a 1-1 away um, in Slovenia before a 1-0 defeat at home in Helsinki and, and playing at the Bolt Arena because their own ground is just not up to up to scratch. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of these things I think um, it's happened before and th- there's always talk about, you know, that some honker about six or seven years ago virtually went out of existence and reformed um, and were by a separate company. But I think there's some some questions around investment in their ground and stuff. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's quite common. I mean, as, as you know, Asiko played there in, was it in the Champions League when they were in that yeah, season? Yeah, that was about five yeah. years ago now, yeah. Yeah, and I think Coops did about two or three years ago. They, they played a European game there. And of course, speaking of Coops, they had to play their last home game at the Olympia Stadium in Helsinki. Yeah, why why was that? Um so they um the conference league regulations, obviously I guess written on a fag packet in crayon. But, um <laughs> their their arena, which has been renamed as something um this season, it's um that that didn't meet the criteria to host a third qualifying round. So right. um, okay. so they asked UEFA for an exemption, which UEFA agreed to, but the other team, Astana, said yeah. no because they have to agree to it as well. So yes, and to be honest, okay. logistically, if you're flying from uh, Kazakhstan, it's easier to go to Helsinki. Mm. You're putting the, the home team at a disadvantage. Um, and um, yeah, it was a shame because Cups have been on a good run uh, you know, let, to get to this just, stage. Let, let's yeah. just mention how that's gone. So they, in the first round, they played um, Noah from Armenia and won 6-0 on aggregate with a, a heavy 5-0 win at home. Uh, 
Mm. Um, then in the in the second round, they were playing Boskia from Ukraine, two uh, two in the first leg, and then a three two win in the in the second leg. But it was quite dramatic, wasn't it? Yeah, there was um, after extra time. Um, it was a, a good result. I mean, going to a team from Ukraine, um, you know, they've got a, a pretty strong domestic league. And, uh, yeah, I think 2-2, because they conceded, I think, the equaliser in the home leg in, in injury time. Um, and then, yeah, going to Ukraine and, yeah, and I mean, it was a great result, you know, winning there and then securing this tie against Astana. Because and Astana's a team that we've started to see appearing quite regularly in in later stages of Europe, European competitions in the last few years. Yeah, they knocked Hoyko out of the Champions League qualifiers a few years ago. It was one of those. Um, it was got quite viral because friend of the show Archie, who's a Hoyko fan, was the only travelling fan. Yes, I remember that. And he had about forty local soldiers escorting him <laughs> around, but. Um, He's a bit of a handful, is Archie. (laughs) He's also the one, if anyone's seen the picture of a fan falling out of the stand at Hoyko face first, that was him. Um, So the soldiers are probably there waiting to catch him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, as we see for a lot of clubs in that region, they're quite well funded. Um, I'm not going any further into that, but it's... um, they yeah, So they drew one all at home and the, the second leg's to come this week. So, and I think the winner of that will play Union Berlin in okay. the playoff round. So Union Berlin was the club that Joel Poyampala was at last season on loan. Uh, they finished seventh in the Bundesliga. So that's a pretty juicy tie. In the theory, they're the, they're the kind of junior Berlin team, aren't they? But they're doing a lot better than Hertha in yeah. the last few years. I think it was either the first year they'd been promoted or the first year they'd been up in a long time last season. They came mm. seventh, and um, and yeah, and they're, they're one of these very sort of popular clubs, and I think a lot of people were happy to see them do well and and break the into that kind of that group. And you know, I mean, obviously, when you look on the flip side, Spurs are also in the playoff round, and they're potentially playing a team from Northern Ireland who've never played European football before. So that just goes to show the calibre of this competition. But um, I, I think it's been great so far. Spurs haven't played that much European football lately either. Well, no, you, you need to win trophies sometimes to qualify. Don't you? But it's... Um, it's. Um, the, I think people in Arsenal-shaped houses <laughs> shouldn't throw stones, Rich, this year anyway. We won an FA Cup last year. That's true, um, that's true. They, um, but yeah, and th- this competition, I think, it's, it's been maligned, and, and especially from the, the countries, you know, like England, Germany, Spain, whatever. But um, countries like Finland, you know, those... The, the domestic leagues that have performed not so well in, in European competition, it's, it's been really popular. I think there's been a lot of caveats to it. I mean, the away goals has caused a lot of ish, uh, positive issues. I think it's made games more open. Teams are kind of thinking, you know, this is our first chance, let's go for it. And I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see where it goes in, in the next three or five years. But I think having that you know though those teams in there and it's a bit like the nations league you're not playing you know barcelona real madrid psg whatever but you're you're more likely to play teams a little bit lower down the pyramid so i'm thinking it's it might be positive and, and finland's results overall and we i do like to talk about a coefficient uh, finland's results have been better this year than they have been for a while um, I mean the I Finnish teams in these European competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think on the whole, that the the performance has been better. I mean, we're talking about a really low baseline because the performance mm. has been so dreadful. Um, but they've been generally better. So I think they're 
they've risen up a few places in the, the kind of league rankings. But again, we're talking, I think they're now 43rd or 44th out of 55 odd leagues. But still, and both of these games are played on Thursday the 12th. Mm. The next, the, the two remaining teams in this. So that's Hoyi Court at home to Nefchi. Um, now the, I've I've put all these fixtures and scores and everything in the in the show notes. So if you look at wherever you're listening or watching this, click on the link just in the description. There it will take you to the the notes and it's got the the links and and, and actually the scores and everything in there. Um, so it says seven o'clock, and I'm not sure if that's seven o'clock local time here or or British summer time or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I think the the cups game tomorrow on Thursday is at. 2 p.m. UK. Oh, so that's 4 p.m. over here. Okay. Over here, yeah. Because it's so the times in the in the blog post are are finished local times. Yeah. So yeah, so it's the the Hoyko games at seven local time. Yeah. Okay. So they they so Hoyko have a a two all uh, aggregate score going into the the second leg against Nefchi, and Coops have a one all um, aggregate score going into the second leg with Astana. So, yeah, in, it's a shame because Astana equalised in the in injury time. Um, so again, it's one of those. They seem to be a lot of late goals in these games, but um, yeah. So that's that's evened things up. And again, you know, on on the flip side, it's nice that there's no away goals now. So I was hoping and, to wear my Cups shirt, but I ordered it two weeks ago and it only got posted yesterday. So having having been in the Cups management office. I see what a complete and utter shambles it is. So it doesn't surprise me in the slice. It took them two weeks to put a football shirt in a jiffy bag. To find the order. They um, they really should uh, consider partnering with T Public. But we'll get on to our our, our uh, sales section in a in a little while. Uh, all I all I would say is that um, as well as as well as sort of following um, Rich on. Twitter at Escape to Swarmy and maybe find the Finnish Football Show Instagram uh, account because Keke, I think, has been doing, I mean, I think he's done a really good job with that since he since he launched it. But recently he started uh, highlighting results for the, the Finnish teams. So in Europe and in the Vegas Liga, as well as um, notable sort of goal scoring or performances from Finnish players overseas as well. And to my shame, I have to say quite often I see some of these results for the first time when Keke shares them on Instagram. I never thought I'd be getting my news from Instagram, but that's the way it's <laughs> <laughs> the way life has taken me. All right, let's let's move on then. And you you mentioned this, Rich, the other day about um Brexit transfer troubles. Um Johnny Calco mentioned that in, in our recent in conversation episode that he would have loved to have played in the UK, but because of Brexit, he didn't think that was going to happen, and that led to him taking the uh, taking the, the contract, the deal in uh, India for this for this winter. Um, and you mentioned that it was starting to make moves to the UK more difficult for for Finnish players. I mean, obviously all EU players, but we're the Finnish football show. Yeah, I mean in. We're also in the kind of joint throes of COVID too, but um, Yuhani Aoyala has recently signed for Motherwell. Um, we talked about him. He um, just missed out on the Euro 2020 squad, but he signed there after leaving his club in Denmark. And um, he that move took a long time to be processed because it wasn't just 
quarantine issues, but there's also now they have to get work permits, like in the old days of non-EU players and, and stuff like that. So um, that took, I think, around 10 to 12 days to, to get processed. Now, in his case, he's an international footballer. He's got, I can't think the number off the top of my head, but he's got several caps. You know, he's not a, a one-cap wonder or anything. Um on the flip side of that, might not are, be getting many, many more though after his uh, well, outburst in the summer. Well, yeah, but I think he, I think that that's kind of water under the bridge. I think all parties have kind of said, you know, it's it's happened, and and he's available for selection. Okay, and right, said that, you know, so he, you know, he's available if if needed. But um, the the work permit and conversely the quarantine side is now affecting moves. Um, Etu Vertinen is how has been on the cusp of a signing for St. Johnston for about three weeks now for Milvez. Um, but he, after passing quarantine, is still waiting for a work permit to come through. Um, now St. Johnston are, they won both Scottish cup competitions last year. They drew Galatasaray in Europe last week. And, um, but he's sitting there basically on his hands doing nothing, waiting for a work permit to come through. And, you know, obviously, and he's not available to Ilves either, waiting for a work permit. And um, someone we talked about a lot last year, uh, Ilmari Niskanen, who, who moved from Cups to Germany after making his international debut. Um, there's, this hasn't been confirmed, but there's strong rumours that he's on the cusp of signing for Dundee United. And again, there's issues around work permit. I think he only had, he got two caps for Finland in, the, in the, the autumn in the Nations League after his breakthrough. And then his move to Germany basically wiped him off the map. And he was one of those unfortunate people who'll have a Panini sticker in the Panini book, but never got called up for the Euro squad. So it's um, it's a shame, but it's, it's starting to become an issue. You know, we, we've, we spoke to Yoni about it. Um, and it's something that in the UK had taken for granted for a long time. And obviously Brexit now is you know it's happened UK is not in the EU and, and these things have to go through again and even players of high profile will have to get work permits in you know we're so used to it not being an issue before or certainly for the last sort of 15 20 years I wonder how this will also I mean there's clearly going to be a much longer term impact on you know there's been people bemoaning that oh cheap players from uh, foreign, cheap, cheap foreign players coming in and the, the British um, kids can't get a chance and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that may be true. Uh, it, it, it remains to be seen if in 10, 5, 10, 15 years' time, what kind of impact this has. Um, I wonder also about the likes of uh, Marcus Force um, and Jakob Oxenen, who are in, well, they're both at Brentford, at the moment and how does that affect them going forward maybe not but will it but it might but it should affect the next generation of young players like that yeah because a lot of players have you know we, we've talked about many times players moving abroad at 15 16 going to all the countries around europe and and a lot have gone to the uk and done well not so well you know force and force in particular is one of those who, who has done well um if it's going to be difficult for them to move to the uk and i'm not 100 sure around the regulations around children either because force moved here for west brom i think when he was 15 so he's been in the uk for quite a while now but um you know that then is going to become an issue because if they get offered 
potentially a role at an English club or a German club or a Dutch club or whatever, um, what's going to be the least hassle? You know, that's got to be something that's got to be baked in as well. And, mm. you know, we, we've jested on, on social media around how we were hoping to see a renaissance of, of Finnish players in Scotland. You know, that was quite a big thing in, in the 90s and the 2000s. But um, if work permits are going to become a stumbling block over these transfers, then um, it's something to consider. I mean, Vertinen started the season really well for Ilves and hasn't played for him now for about, I think, three, three and a half weeks waiting for this mm. move to go through. So he's not doing anything for anyone. If Ilves get a transfer, it'd be great. But it's um, it's just difficult now. You know, we're seeing the logistics of politics and, and that, which I tend to, tend to avoid for various reasons. But it's now impacting Finnish football. So the tentacles are everywhere. Eke's Instagram reminds me from time to time that there are a, a few Finns already up in Scotland. If these three join as well, then we might need to find a Scottish correspondent to give us a bit of a regular update on what these uh, what these guys are doing up there. I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm drinking out of a can of iron brew as we speak. This is my job interview. But um, it's, um, it's, it's strange. I mean, you know, we, we look back on the growing up in England in that era in the 90s and, and that when there were a lot of Finns over here and, and there aren't so much anymore and, and the way that markets change and stuff but um yeah it was always fun turning on and seeing you know and Shefki Kuchi was up there and Bixu Patalainen who now speaks with quite a heavy Scottish accent it's um it's interesting and and I do hope that that there is you know, if the dust settles or if there's things still to sort out, that that's something that, that comes back again. Um, maybe we should answer this question that came to you from Tom Taylor on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. It says it's transfer season with a few big moves having happened or maybe in the process of happening to the UK uh, and many more to come. Who do we think are going to be the biggest breakthrough finish stars? in the next season? Um, well, one player who has kind of been on the radar of a lot of people for a while, um, Ansi Suhonen, he moved to Hamburg, well, I think he was like 14 or 15. Uh, he's now, I think he's 20, and he just made his debut for Hamburg on Sunday, just gone. And I think, he, I mean, Finland have been producing a lot. Uh, I mean, Finland have always had goalkeepers, for example, but they've been producing a lot of, in their youngsters, of these kind of, very technical because they're growing up in big European academies. So they've been very proficient. You know, Kamara is probably the best example. Um, but they're producing a lot, of, uh, a lot of midfielders who are very good on the ball, uh, looking to go forward. You know, we, we had discussions before the Euros around players like Valakari and Taylor and all that, Robin Lodd. And he, you know, coming through at Hamburg, who admittedly got relegated into the second Bundesliga last year, but are a massive club. And coming through now, making his debut, a lot of people will be following him. I think he's one that I'd be interested to see whether the hype is worth it, if it's justified. Um, I think he's very well thought of. Um, and there's also a, um, a player who, as we speak now, um, Chelsea are playing in the UEFA Super Cup final. And one of the goalkeepers in the squad that they've taken to Belfast for the final is um, Lucas Bergstrom, who's a goalkeeper there, who's, again, very, very highly thought of. And um, I think one of his ex-coaches has basically said he's he's got the potential to be as good as Lukas Radetzky, which is praise indeed. And um, again, there is the 
the kind of caveat that he's in the squad at Chelsea where players go to end their careers when they're 15. You know, he's um, he's played a lot of youth football for them. There's There have been a few Finnish players there and, and he seems to be the one who's very highly thought of. And, and if he can get through, and I mean, I, I mean there's a long way to, to the first team from where he is, and I imagine I can see many, many loans in his future. But um, I think, again, an, another player who will be interesting to see where he goes. It may not be Chelsea, but I think um, at the age that he's at and to be in that squad to go into a Super Cup final will be a good experience for him. If this summer is anything to go by, then where he will be loaned to in a few years' time is AFC Wimbledon, because not only not only have we loaned a player from Chelsea this year, we also bought a young player, and it's been many years since Wimbledon bought a player, um, uh, but also took one of their academy coaches on loan into the AFC Wimbledon first team, okay. which is in- intriguing, really interesting way that things are being done down there. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking also. I mean, we every, we we know him. We talked about him for a while, but Marcus Force is now in the Premier League. If you're talking yeah. about breakthroughs, there will be a lot of people that watch. The, you know, only the top leagues around the world, and you know he's going to have a battle on his hands for his place, and uh, and and Brentford are going to have a battle on their hands for every point next season. But that could be. That could be one person to to watch out for. And at the start of this year, the, the we we and the Finnish football show, we were approached by someone offering us an interview with the Puru Hannula, uh, who had just moved from Hoyikor to Asikor on loan. And we didn't really know what to do with him, if we're completely honest. We we knew who he was, but you know, he was 18, 19, just moved, and you know, we wanted to. Well, we we didn't know we didn't know what to do with that kind of interview, but I've I've watched him all season and he's a he's a terrific player. I I would love to see him stay, um, but I suspect the next season he'll be back down in Helsinki and uh, and maybe get a season in the Hoyikor midfield. I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but Asikor have um, have been playing with a central midfield that is a, a permutation of. Um, Hannula, Jude Arthur, Noah Laine, um, and and Daniel Hawkins, I think, have been playing in there as well. And they're all, there's three Finnish kids, one Ghanaian. I think the oldest one is 22 and the youngest one is 18. And that's been the four central midfielders this year. And they've held... Oh, okay. They they held Hoyikor until the ninety second minute before going down two 0 in the home game, but they were com- they they were comfortable and they and they did well also in the in the away game that, that finished in the draw as well. So Puru is uh, is well worth watching out for um, developing in in twenty twenty two as well. Yeah, and I guess you know if we're talking domestic players. I mean Hoyikor have signed a, a promising central midfielder in uh, Tim Spahf. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There, there's, there's, he's got potential, that lad. Um, <laughs> As a coach, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any any other sort of notable transfers, Rich? Um, I mean, we when we're talking domestically, um, I mean, AC Olu went out and they had a right splurge when the window opened. They signed five players. And I think in the first game, 
against Hoiko, they won 2-1. And I think all five, sorry, at four, because they, they had four at the time and they since then they didn't have one. All four were on the pitch and they beat Hoiko. It's their first defeat of the season. Um, and one of them was a very familiar name in Sergei Eremenko, who has re- returned. He's on loan from his Latvian club. But um, yeah, they've been really busy. They also signed Usman Saleh from Cups. Um, they were busy. They've won, I think, two games now since since this glut of players have come in. Um, HIFK, I, I was going to say the, the name that we're banned. Um, Don't do it, Rich. Don't do it. They'll, they'll, they'll be after you. They'll find us. Yeah. Um, they made a really big signing. They signed uh, Kay Kamara, who was a legend in Major League Soccer. He, signed, he scored over 100 goals for various clubs over there. Um, and he's 37 in a couple of weeks. So it's interesting to see how this develops. I think his contract is only till the end of this year with an option for 2022. Um, and you wonder what the, what the angle for that is, but he's got a lot of pedigree. Um, he's proved himself over his career being a, an excellent goal scorer. Um, and then, yeah, Hoiko signed Tim Spav on a free transfer. Um, we did wonder where, where he'd go. He has said... Um, that he's looking at coaching as part of the reason why he's gone there and and the setup that they have and being in, in Helsinki. Um, he's said he's still available for selection for the national team as well. The World Cup qualifiers coming up. He hasn't made his debut yet. Um, I guess still, you know, after the, the summer with the Euros and, and things like that. But um, it's interesting to see where, where that goes because he's so experienced. He, he hasn't played in Finland for 13 years when he had a loan spell in Vasa in 2008. So um, it'd be interesting to see where, where he settles in. But um, yeah, definitely a, a marquee signing for, for them. It'd be interesting to see where he goes. And uh, special mention, um, Tim Vauernen, who we talk about a lot, has um, signed for Corps. Um He was the top goal scorer in Vakehouse Liga, I think, in 2014. And he was last spotted at a club in Albania after leaving Hoiko, um, went there, did sweet FA and has come back to Cups. So it'll be interesting to see what shape he's in, um, what his his role in the team will be. Um, I mean, he's a decent decent centre forward, but yeah, he's he's not had a good run of form. So um, on his day, very, very good and, and we'll score some goals for him. Very good. The referee's about to blow his whistle for half-time. And we're going to tout the Finnish Football Show store on Tee Public. I today have my FF, hashtag FFS Team Colours shirt. I've been thinking about this. I, I think that we're going to have a new design for each season. So when the new, new teams come along each season, we'll add their colours and we'll change the design. And in future, I'm going to put the year in the design as well <laughs> we make these things collectible they're certainly collectible at the moment there's only about half a dozen shirts in existence and most of them belong with the host of the show so um the 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 store is on uh tpublic.com uh, it's the finnish football show if you search for us on there um we we don't control the prices the prices go up the prices go down um there are quite regular promos on there so it's well worth um, keeping your eyes peeled. Normal prices are about 17 euros plus postage. Sometimes they're 12 euros plus postage. And we get we get a little cut 
of that which goes towards help the running of the show um and also a couple of ways that you can just donate to the show we've had some very generous donations in the past at buymeacoffee.com slash ffs podcast i think it's slowed up a little bit over the summer rich um yeah i mean we had some very very generous donations who paid for i think one of them paid for the majority of uh keke mine bar bill the, <laughs> the, right. the Den- was that one that came in cash while you were at the bar or yeah the, that was the denmark game um but yeah no that that was very generous and um yeah it's been and a lot of it again it's paying for things like podcast hosting zoom yeah. Yeah. all that that kind of stuff so it's all really really like makes a big difference to us um we don't have a yasilla sipuli this week because mark did suggest a word but then i forgot to ask him what it what it meant so we'll just hold that over till next time and uh, and crack on with the second half and just look at the um at the world cup qualifiers coming up obviously not much has happened well with regards to the world cup not much has happened since uh, since march uh, but just as a reminder finland drew 2-2 at home with bosnia herzegovina uh, before getting a 1-1 draw away to ukraine and again all of this information the the fixtures the results and the the table group d in the uh, world cup 2022 qualifiers are all in the all in the blog post um, but coming up in september so as as is now traditional there's september october november two kind of uh double headers if you like so fourth uh, of september finland against kazakhstan that's at home and then a few days later on the 7th away to uh, away to france and i think we'll try and get together maybe maybe do we get together before or after let's see um i have to remember what we did earlier in the year if we did a bit of previewing by by sort of Mark's blog post and then got together and talked about the results afterwards. Yeah, because um, there is the, the friendly match against Wales on the 1st of September. Oh, okay, good well. you mentioned it. Um, and yeah, so I mean, in the past, we've kind of done a mixture of all. Really, yeah, we have, and, um, yeah. And I guess this will be hopefully the run up to that. That'll be, you know, the start of the autumn when the games actually come quite thick and fast. Yeah. Um, triple triple headers of the thing. And also the, the thing about the Kazakhstan game is that will be the first time in Finland that uh, a game will be played featuring VAR. So um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because VAR is was pre-COVID anyway, supposed to be starting in the Bakehouse Liga next year. Um, I'm not sure if that's still the plan. Um, part of the the work that they're doing, because UEFA or FIFA, I can't remember who are um, dealing with these qualifiers, have said that World Cup qualifiers will now use VAR. And there are very few Finnish officials, match officials, who've got yeah. experience of using it. So I think they're going to be using that. They'll, every referee, assistant, fourth official will be in that stand watching and trying to learn and pick up tips and everything. But uh, so that's a, kind of a red letter day, I suppose, in, in one way. Yeah, because VAR did kind of sort its life out a little bit during the during the Euros. And there was a, a different, it, somehow it wasn't so heavy, it was better organised. And I've heard Mike Riley, the, the kind of head of referees, who seems to have instigated the whole VAR thing saying that that they want that to be the way that things go in the future so it becomes a much lighter touch 
Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, obviously, different leagues have different interpretations. And I think generally in, in, in England, it's been used a bit too much and a bit, it's been a bit too critical. And I think in the Euros, it was, they, they did tend to go more with what the referee saw on the pitch and they stuck a bit more to the whole idea of a clear and obvious error and, and things like that. So um, one does hope that, I mean, obviously, we don't really care too much about the Premier League here, but when the dust settles and if it does come to Vakehouse Liga, we'll see. I mean, Finnish referees aren't exactly lenient anyway, but um, yeah, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how it works. I mean, I've I've been in grounds where there's been VAR and it's weird. So it'll be interesting to see some uh, some Finns get the experience. But as, um, as Keke shared with us earlier, um, they've banned away fans for the next round of uh, World Cup qualifiers. Yes. Um, so, well, funnily enough, Keke and I were actually discussing going to France to watch the France-Finland game, um, albeit that was when it was in Paris. It's since moved to Lyon. But um, now, yeah, they've said there won't be any away fans allowed in. Was it for the next rounds or was it for the rest of this year? Um, at the moment, it's just the next round. So okay. the September matches. So yeah. I guess they'll they'll make decisions as they go along. But um, yeah, so for the next... For this triple header, anyway, or will be at the, the two World Cup qualifiers. There won't be away fans in the stadiums. Okay, so I guess watch this space, and we'll we'll keep you updated when we know what's going on. Not that we know much, but when we do, we'll share. We're, we're glorified translators. We'll pass it on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Finland at the moment, having played those two games, two points, they're third in the group. So it's France at number one with seven points, Ukraine second with three, Finland third with two, Bosnia-Herzegovina fourth with one point, and Kazakhstan uh, fifth also with one point. So there's a gap, but it's also second to fifth. It's, there's only a couple of points in it at the moment. So let's uh, let's see how things go during the autumn. Okay, the final final section today is the when there's only two of us, we rip through these recordings. When there's more people having their having their say, it seems to take a little bit longer. Funny that um, is to look at the Vakas Liga recently, um, and I think either you posted in a in a chat or you tweeted, Rich, that. It's quite tight for the uh, European qualifying places and also quite tight for relegation places as well. Yeah. Um, at the moment, at the time of recording, um, Hoyko have a nine-point lead over Cups in second. So, uh, again, we still haven't had full confirmation of what the plan is for the league. Um, we've hardly had any COVID postponements yet. I think we've only had one or two so far this season. So I think the original plan was to run with the 27 matches. Um, but yeah, nine point lead is, is going to be difficult and um, and that. But yeah, the the kind of the next round or the next group of teams below, they're quite close and, and they're quite interchangeable. And, and I guess from, from Hoyko's benefit, they're all taking points off each other. Mm. Um, mm. There's a lot of draws. Cups and Lathi drew at the weekend. Um, into Asikor are there as well. They're not too far behind. Um, and then conversely, at the flip side of that, at the bottom of the table, um, you've got four teams within four points of each other. They've all started picking up the odd point here and there. I think they've all had bad runs. Um, Hacker 
scored their first goal in nearly 500 minutes at the weekend. Um, Olu hadn't won till they beat Hoiko. Uh, Kutepe have just changed coach. Um, they've made a couple of signings in the window, including one which um, some people recognise the name of Juan Esnaider. And I had to Google that it wasn't the one who played for Real Madrid in the 90s. Apparently it's his son. But um, so they've signed him. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because you've got the bottom team will go down and then the second bottom will play a playoff against the, the second team in, in Ukenen. So it's not a guarantee. But yeah, these um, that, that will probably be where the drama goes, to be honest, especially when the league splits after, in theory, 22 games. But then you've got Honka and Ilves, who are traditionally do slightly better. Um, they're also in the bottom six as well, as it stands. That's so, our yeah. Mariham as well. You know, Vakehouse well, Liga winners four, four years ago. and Yeah. Well, they, um, they had that good start. I think they won their first two games. We started praising how good they were looking for the season. They didn't score for nine matches and didn't win for nine matches either. So No, that's right. They, they've only scored nine. They're the lowest scorers in the league. They scored nine Ooh. in 14 so far this season. That is not that is not championship winning material uh, i have to i have to say we we a few weeks ago maybe three weeks ago asikor played olu at home and we scored twice in the first 17 minutes and it was fun we were we were doing all the party songs in the first half and that didn't sit comfortably with me after the last uh, few years but it was fun and then the second half they pulled it back to 2-2 and even though we won right at the end, it somehow felt a little bit flat, like we, we could have let that get away from us. And then came out afterwards and looked at the league table and we were third. And I had no idea we'd managed to climb quite up to the heights of third place. Um, and as you say, there's there's four teams, really. Um, Ashikor have, have, got a, have played a game more than Hoyefko in sixth. But Ashikoroi a fifth on twenty-four points, and uh, and and have a game in hands over some teams because the Hoy Afcor game was uh, was postponed due to COVID. If we can win that, put seven points between Ashikor and Hoy Afcor, then it is really then there's a a gap, you know, and uh, and for second to fifth could be battling out for those European places, which is uh, it's a much more positive second half of the season than I was uh, than I've experienced in recent years that's that's for sure yeah I mean you have um so Cooks already have a European place from winning the cup um so it will be Cooks plus the next two teams although no, that's a point isn't it yeah that they tried a Europa League playoff a couple of years ago that was, it was something was convoluted there? shambles and i think it ended up being like a team that were in eighth i think the team that come top of the relegation table are involved in the europa league or the european playoffs and they didn't play it last year because of the, the season was was yeah. off early but i wonder if they're going to do it again this year i need to double check that where, where do you, where do you get your information from rich because you seem to know stuff that that uh, I, I certainly don't. I, I read. I, I'm those people who read the terms and conditions. I I, <laughs> I, I do follow the the Vegas League of Press releases and stuff. Um, okay. Okay. But um, they no they yeah it was two two years ago they tried it and it just went on and on and on this playoff system. Um, 
And it is weird. And I know it's there to keep some interest at the end of the season for the team that, in theory, finishes seventh. Um, but yeah, so Finland again next season will have three teams in the Conference League and a team in the Champions League. So um, it's a strange one. And I'm sure as we get towards the business end, we'll, we'll confirm that and clarify and we'll see which who the, the makers and shakers are. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting if... I mean, Lati, we've always kind of joked about them just being... If you look in the dictionary under mid-table mediocrity, you'll see the weird, ridiculous club logo badge of FC Lati. And, um, and now, yeah, they're, they're third as we speak. Um, they lost their star player, Asanun, who's gone to Holland and, and started really well. So uh, I guess shows what he was capable of. He yeah, Lati are really yeah. solid, but really... Unexciting, sorry, Lafty yeah. fans, and and yet Asikor can't ever beat them. So who who's who's the loser? Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see. There's still still a long way to go, and and as the plan is, there'll still be 27 games. So in theory, still 12 rounds of of matches to go. Yeah, we're we're about halfway, just over halfway through, aren't we? So yeah. Um, the top scorers uh, after the most recent set of games is Philip Valencic at Hoyikor, played 15, scored six. No one's smashing in loads of goals this year. Next is uh, Benjamin Chelman from Inter, with also with six out of 15 games. And um, Ginedu Jeffrey from Lati, uh, five from 15. And Asanun, who you mentioned, who's obviously not going to get any more than five from 10, but still... That's maybe why Lati are up there. They got two two players in the uh, towards the top of the goal scoring charts. Yeah, and um, and Vertinen, who's presumably on the cusp of moving. It's it's one of those things. I mean, the I did see a conversation. I think um, Cameron from Nordic Footy was um, talking about top goal scorers in the Nordic leagues, and it came up that there's very rarely a, a goal scorer in the Vegas Liga who goes on and scores. I mean, Morelos. I think he got almost a goal a game in, in his full season at Hoiko. But other than that, you you know, you, you're lucky you normally get maybe 16 or 17 goals from your top scorer. And bear in mind, we're over halfway through and Valencic has six. Um, you know, it's um, it'd be interesting to see where, where that goes. I, I think, uh, you know, a, a lot of players are spreading a lot of goals. Plus, there's not as many goals. Yeah. Let's be honest. If, if Marahan just gone nine, I've just noticed there that in in the top ten, I, I've put it in the notes there that um, down to all those players that scored four, so there's ten, and in there is Diogo Thomas from Coops, who, as well as being a giant, is a centre back, and he's yeah. right up there. He's sixth <laughs> in the scoring charts with four four goals. Um, headers or long-range screamers, or is he just one of these goal-scoring centre-backs? Yeah, he's always of a danger. I mean, uh, I'm not sure if you remember when they played at Asico a couple of months ago, he was the one who gave away a stupid penalty in the last minute, which I think the keeper then saved. So he's a bit of a bit of a, a wild one. But yeah, no, he's um, he pops up. I think he scored one, one or two in, in the Conference League already as well this season. So just a, a danger at both boxes, to be frank. Yeah, seems seems to be. Yeah. Seems to be. Um, so, Vakehouse Liga continues again, I think this Friday, 13th or Saturday the 14th. I'm going to the football on Saturday. I've got a, I've got a, a quandary. It's AFC Wimbledon's first 
home game in front of a full crowd in the league back at Plough Lane on Saturday um, at three o'clock. So subscription <laughs> sorted and ready to watch it. But Asiko are at home to Honka. And I've got to go to the I've got to go to the stadium. You know, we've been back. We were we were we well, okay, we weren't banned from stadiums, but people haven't been able to get to the stadiums. So what do I do? Watch English football on TV? I really want to see it. Or go to the ground. So I'll be there. I'll be wearing yeah. this this t-shirt. <laughs> At the game on Saturday, and I'm going to try and have a bit of a news blackout from Southwest London and uh, watch the game on demand later in the evening as live. That, that, that works. I, I'm well, health depending. I'm planning on going to Brentford Arsenal on Friday evening. Um, I've never been to. Brentford. Oh yeah, that no, because yeah. that's a new stadium as well, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I never got to Griffin Park, and and it'd be interesting to go to their their new ground. Um, also, supposed to be spending a day at the cricket, so we'll see what state I'm in by the time we get to. To, to West London, but um, well, so so a day a day at cricket, and maybe we shouldn't have this in the podcast. Maybe we should edit this out of the sh- out of the show. I won't, I won't be drinking this one, but um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So I'll I'll go and see if Marcus Force gets any minutes after we try to sponsor his bootlaces. Which I got sent away with a fleeing arrow. <laughs> um, one one thing I will shout is uh, is the Ilkenen, the the second tier or first division or however it's where. Mm. Um, it's really, really close um, throughout okay. the whole division. I think at one point, the top, I mean, it's a 12-team division, the top 10, I think, were separated by about four points at one point. Um, it's spread out a little bit now, but um, even so, the team who are leading are Rops, who've got 26 points, but they've played uh, two more games or one more game than most. Um, they've had a few more COVID postponements, but it's really, really close in that division. You've got, you know, big clubs who've been in the Vakehouse Liga in, in our time. Uh, you've also got Clubby, who are Hoyko's junior farm team, whatever. Um, now, obviously, for obvious reasons, they can't get promoted. Um, they are currently bottom, but they, um, yeah, even, I mean, they, they picked up a big win at the weekend. And um, it's really clear. I mean, uh, yeah, TPS, they, I think, was it their first home win they picked up last weekend? I think Jonas and Johansson have been under a, a little bit of pressure they hadn't scored many goals. They were less than a goal a game. And they've, they've just signed Kasper Hammerleinen, who, um, former Finland international, mm. um, has returned home. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting there. There's, and one thing I did mention as well, there was a, a free kick goal in the cancelling and Liga, the, the female uh, top division at the weekend. Uh, Julia Heinen scored a laser-pointed free kick into the top corner. And it's something we, we talked about, that there have been some really, really good goals. And because all of these games are televised or streamed anyway, they're all available within sort of seconds, minutes of going in. And I guess a lot of Finnish clubs do like to go viral for that, many things. But it's, um, it's nice to see, you know, the, the second division, the women's division, they're all getting these high-profile goals and, and getting some, some good coverage. So it's, um, yeah, really good fun. It was an amazing goal as well. And I think I saw it uh, from Keke on Instagram. And then a, f- a couple of days later, it was also shared by Buri. Uh, so uh, good to see Keke getting in there with the breaking breaking news from Cancelling Liga. Um, and I'll also, now you've mentioned it, I'll put the uh, the league table for um, for Uken in the in the notes as well, so you can so you can see. But it is uh, it's exciting up there. Mm. Um. And I think that's probably just about it. 
Rich. Um, oh, I've lost my. Here we go. So <laughs> I, I, I was fiddling and uh, and managed to lose my lose my place. Um, just just the final full time following um, section and. This week you suggested Michael Bailey from the Athletic magazine. So he's at Michael J Bailey on Twitter. Um, why why do you recommend people follow him? Um, well, with Norwich returning to the Premier League, um, a lot of people in Finland have suddenly become Norwich fans over the last three and a half four years. And um, and to be fair, Michael has done interviews with a lot of people in, at the club. Um, there was a lot of. You know, the, the first interviews of Puki after um, press conferences, there's a lot of, of exclusive stuff around Norwich and there. Um, he, he shares a cynical, uh, similar cynicism around some of Norwich's marketing and partnership work that I did, which is was amusing. But um, yeah, no, it's um, there's, there's a lot of stuff there because a lot of people in Finland, you know, because Tamer Puki is really the, the, well, him, I suppose, and Hrodetsky, but uh, Puki is playing centre forward for a team in the Premier League it's um you know the last time Norwich went up he really started the season off well before tailing off and got I think he got a hat-trick in his second Premier League match and um yeah we, we found over the years a lot of people have started following Norwich so uh if if you're interested in how Norwich or Pookie are doing then uh yeah Michael's a, a good one to follow and if you uh have a subscription for the Athletic I don't have any offers but yeah there's there's usually some good stuff on there as well I don't. I, I share your cynicism about this Norwich. Norwich loves Finland thing as well, and I refuse to buy the Norwich City beer. I'm not having it. I'm not falling for that. Are you not going on a tourist spot to the park in Kotka where they planted 26 trees in honour of his 26 goals last season? Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I've done my. I've done my travelling this year, and it, it took me to. Uh, Hayton's backyard and we had a nice evening on the river and and had a and had a hug and it was absolutely lovely and I'm not traveling anywhere else for the uh, for the foreseeable future anyway yeah it's probably safest all right um we, I think we're done so remember to follow our Facebook page for content coming directly from the the Finnish football show team so our podcasts and then the blogs that Mark does around the, the the national team games you'll also find a link there to the Facebook group where we share other other stuff around uh, surrounding uh, Finnish football world um, and you can join in with a conversation or start a conversation uh, there's links to the um, the Facebook page and group in the show notes along with the Instagram page that we've bigged up today the YouTube channel where you'll see this video uh, and previous episodes and the sleeping finished football show TikTok it's, it's still there yeah it's, it's having a good nap but um, <laughs> I, if I can think of anything to put on it to be it's normally actually I think we did what were quite popular were the clips from the YouTube over the summer. I think some okay. of them, like um, the one of Keke slamming the Russians for various things, was quite did quite well. <laughs> Let's have a think if there's anything from today's show that's worth putting on. on anything, con- anything controversial. That's always good. Uh, you can also fo- follow us all on Twitter. Um, I'm at Explore Finland. Uh, Rich, you are? Uh, at Escape to Swarmy. Uh, Mark H is at FC Suomi and Keke is at Keke Mulleri. But I reckon, Rich, we've done, actually, we've done about an hour still. 
yeah. with the two of us. So we're you giving people, people their value for money. Lucky people. You lucky, you lucky people. <laughs> Until next show. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey. hey.